I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. John and Ken Show, John Cobell. And Ken Shampoo's Can't Buy, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're in our cooling center. You guys doing okay? I'm sweating. Uh, we need to attend to your needs. Are you overheating? It's 100 degrees out there. Oh, my God. And it's only April 7th? Yeah. But it's a good day to start the baseball season, right? Doesn't make you think of something. Oh yeah, that's right. I should have. A oh, you didn't game turn on. a game on. No, let me see. Uh, Somebody has a few games this afternoon. I yes. saw the schedule. Yeah, oh, I know the MLB channel and the Masters channel seven one eight. Oh, screw golf. Uh, Tiger's back. I'd rather oh, have golf that. on than uh, the cable news. What channel is the go? What channel is Masters is on ESPN, which is uh, seven thirty five. Seven thirty five. Hold on, let me get my. Putting on golf over on the baseball. Big... I vote no, no. baseball. I've got the baseball on the lower TV, and i got the golf on the upper TV. There you go. What if there's breaking news? A chase or a dog in a riverbed again? Or uh, people arguing about uh, nonsense in Washington. Oh, you mean the Supreme Court nominee? Yeah, right. That's over with, finally. Okay. Although she can't take the seat until... Did they lift uh, Breyer out? No, no. He's, <laughs> did they carry uh, him off so he, she can get right in there? He is laying in state inside the... Uh, 
Till June, right? Till the term ends? Till June, till yeah. No, he gets to vote on whatever's left on the uh, So what schedule. was the big hurry for this since he wasn't leaving anyway until... Oh, my, I don't know. What, what's <laughs> nonsense in D.C.? Uh, you know, when uh, I was for a very brief time, not even a year, a top 40 disc jockey, Elmira, New York, right, John? Yeah, I used to uh, listen. You did? That's right. I was on noon to five. I had some strange shift. I had to work the morning show on the AM station and like a co-host, I did sports. And then I did that for like four hours and I went and t- took a break. I ate lunch and slept and came back. And We were on opposite each other in the morning. I did, We were. That's right. You kicked our butt in the ratings. So. <laughs> but he was a bit like you, so I kind of got used to sitting next to someone like you. I the, the host. His I w- name was John, too. So John, yeah, that's right. Uh, so when I was on the FM station, you know, you do the DJ thing. So every now and then you shout out, hey, if you'd like to make a request, here's the phone number. So <laughs> and you'd say it just like that? Every day. Yeah, just for fun. I don't know what I sounded like. I should pull out some of my old cassettes if there's anything left on them. Don't those disintegrate after time? Or after something? a while, yeah. All the magnetic uh, blips yeah, disappear. The yeah, yeah. So I probably have nothing to save on that. But every day went on for months. The same teenage girl would call, and I recognized her voice after a while, and request the same damn song every single day. You want to know what it was? What? Brian Adams, Heaven. Oh. oh, nothing can do. And I hated that song. Oh, I love that song. There you go. We're in heaven. <laughs> was it from one of the movies, wasn't it? It was one of the movies. That, that is that there. is a girl song. Uh, you know what? Until and I she get... wouldn't quit. And she had the same very dull voice. Please play Heaven by Brian Adams. Thank you. <laughs> mm, thanks, Eric. And I guess once a week I would play it. Maybe that's what kept Only once going. a week? So four out of five times you blew her off. I blew her off. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. She was taking advantage of the fact that I allowed requests. Weren't you happy you had someone that devoted? Uh, <laughs> you know. So the reason <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up is oh, that that's right. Get, why? Why are we you, got a, well, we get listener requests to talk about stories. That happens. Not the same as a song, but we got one today, and we're going to lead the show off with it, and and we're dedicating it to Lisa. And here's what she wrote. Can you please talk about this on your show today? Super important, especially at the Bologna wetlands near where I live. It's an ecological disaster. And the story is, and as we get into it, you'll see it might be worthless. Los Angeles lifts the moratorium on towing RVs. They pledge to move problem campers. But when you read through the details, and this was covered by several media outlets, most significantly, of course, the El Segundo Times, two reporters I don't know as well, Rachel Uranga and Ruben Vives. But, uh, and, and the, the politician featured prominently in the story is the one guy that does talk about this and he's, he's running for mayor. It's Joe Buscaino. <clears throat> and he knows that this has been a problem for a long time. Uh, his line here is, neighborhoods have been inundated with RVs, campers, and trucks. In fact, today I happened to drive past that Bologna wetlands thing that's going on there and Again, if you're not familiar, it's kind of a weird situation. You look to your right as you're driving along Culver Boulevard, and this is not far from where we did the Road Diet show about Mike Bonnet. Yeah, we just— 2017. That was five years ago. My wife and I just drove by there uh, on Sunday. And you just see them all parked along the side of the the wetlands. It's like this uh, swampy area off of Culver Boulevard. 
and as you drive and you continue to see how many there are, I mean, it's, it's RVs, it's cars, sometimes it's old dirty vans. Uh, they're all lined up there because somebody got the idea to try it. And this is what happens. And I don't know whether it's social media or what, but everybody follows. And before you know it, there's, I could, I could see dozens just within my eyesight. And what we have heard, and I haven't walked around in there, but you're more familiar. It, 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 in some places there, it's disgusting. Um, oh, well, because all of the human waste, all the feces and the urine and the vomit and the garbage and the heroin needles and all the drug paraphernalia are thrown in or drains into the wetlands. It's an ecological preserve. It's, right. it's a bird sanctuary. There are a lot of creatures that live in there. There's all kinds of wildlife and vegetation that live there. And it is being fouled by this, this homeless sewer system that's been created by these, these vagrants in their RVs. And for two years, the city wouldn't move one of them, not one of them. No, and we, the Times occasionally does a story with an environmental guy who walks through the wetlands talking about the damage, but just wrings his hands and says, but you know, people need a home. I don't yeah, people no. need a place to live too. I, I'm torn. Yeah. No, you're not. Get them out of there. It's disgusting. Don't be torn. And yeah, just we be... mock the city of LA because sometimes they're, with their stupid climate change agenda they always bring up. Well, what about this environment? You don't care what's happening there? No, they didn't. This ecological preserve? No. Apparently, apparently, uh, uh, drug-addicted mental patient vagrants are higher up on the woke pyramid than uh, birds and all the little critters that live in the uh, live in the wetlands. So I, mean, I, mean, I mean, wetlands are supposed to be like, sanct- like a sanctuary, oh, yeah. a preserve, oh, pristine. Oh, there's a lot of wildlife that's in there. Yeah. Between plants and animals and uh, marine life and whatever. Of course, they are considered sanctified. So the way this is going to work and the way it's explained in the El Segundo Times version, city officials will begin to enforce the regulation next month, but they will prioritize RVs and campers that are unregistered, inoperable, or heavily damaged, as well as ones that interfere with construction, pose a safety hazard by blocking driveways or traffic, or have had multiple responses from the Department of Sanitation. Officials will also resume towing cars that violate posted parking restrictions. You see, they suspended this over two oh, years ago, you got- the onset of the pandemic, like they gave up on everything. Not that they were doing much. The homeless problem was bad two years ago, but it mm. really got no, disgustingly I, downhill over, since the cause pandemic. My wife and I used to bike along the Bologna wetlands, and then we had to stop because of all the homeless people that had infil- infiltrated inside the wetlands. Not only the RVs parked along the edge on Culver Boulevard, but then the inner bike paths... Wow. They started building they started building tents and villages on the bike path or just adjacent to it. And there's there's a there's a channel, there's a waterway that runs through the middle. And eventually all their uh, human uh, goo, all their feces and other waste products was was leaching into the channel. So sometimes I guess people at the RVs dump their waste from the camper yeah. into the or yeah. some people just bend over and Yes. Drop All a squat that stuff over the uh, waterway. All yeah. that stuff. I mean, Buscaino said, uh, residents across the city have contacted my office for help addressing the nuisance conditions, including narcotic sales, fights, loud music, verbal physical threats, intimidation, dumping of wastewater in the street, blocked sight lines, suspected sex trafficking, hoarding, accumulation of trash, and large pieces of furniture. I can't tell you the enormous piles 
of of debris next to some of these trailers. I mean, my eyes were popping out. And it's, it's like after a while in L.A., you think you've seen everything, and then you go down go down the boulevard and look at what's what's piled up in between these tents. It's like, oh my god! I I and uh, and all all of it's stolen stuff too. Well, yeah. well, I mean, these, this well, is just human debris, not just the... Here's uh, more of why I think it might be useless. Under the guidelines adopted, traffic officers are required to document that nobody's living in the vehicle set to be towed. If somebody resides in a camper, the individual will be asked to move or comply with parking restrictions. For those unwilling to, they'll call out the homeless response team. <laughs> I, I just can't... That's and a plus, dead end. The next part is they don't seem to have a lot of towing companies that can do this anyway. They could tow a camper. They have one. They have one, right. They have one towing company. And let me tell you right now, the Bologna Wetlands, it's going to take that guy a month to tow all the campers I see there, all those RVs. Oh, there, there's just dozens and dozens and dozens. I mean, it's, it, it is so awful, and it was such a beautiful place. And I can't imagine how fouled it is because you have now two years' worth of human waste you know, multiply it by, by, I don't know, a, a, a hundred, 200 RVs. I, I couldn't tell you how many. It's endless. Oh, maybe we ought to get her back on the air because Lucy Hahn is mentioned in this. She's president of this nonprofit Friends of the Jungle. Yeah. She's celebrating this. Uh, we'll see. But she says, yeah, septic tanks go into the wetlands. Yeah, there you go. Where it affects endangered birds, wildlife, and plants. There were needles that made it unsafe. There have been shootings where we couldn't even go out anymore. He said, she said there's 60 RVs just on Jefferson Boulevard. 60. See, I, I just guessed dozens. I couldn't even do a count. Yeah, and that's not the only place they are. It makes you think they're parked for some sort of concert or show, you know, it's like, or it's some sort of and, a and I'm sure most legal of them, RV camp. It, you know, based on the criteria, they should tow every one of them because I doubt any of those uh, RVs are currently registered. I mean, the registration's probably expired or nearly oh, yeah. all of them. Those people, if they've been in place for two years, they didn't bother to renew probably any registrations or anything because they just believe, I'm not going anywhere. This is my home. No, no. It's it's the it's the lowest class riffraff imaginable. It's really just a lot of dirtbags yeah. doing their drugs and acting crazy and making a lot of noise. It's just, it's just terrible. To, and the environmentalists, I'm, I really want to tell them to go F themselves. For all the noise they make, they, they haven't said, had a peep about this. They're well, just such phonies. They're such ridiculous phonies. Now, there was one quote from Lucy Hahn and Joe Buscaino about how horrible this is. But, of course, this being the El Segundo Times, they went and talked to people who actually have parked their RVs there, who are living there. These responses are unbelievable, but they're predictable based on what, how we've covered the homeless story. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. <laughs> Johnny Ken Show, John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, tomorrow is the Moist Line. You can still leave messages. Uh, use the iHeartRadio app. There's a talkback feature represented by a little microphone. That's how you can leave a Moist Line message. They're reviewed. You can leave a voicemail, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Eight, six. We're going to have a very special guest on the show coming up at 3 o'clock. It's Todd Kupfer. And Todd's daughter, Brianna Kupfer, was the young woman who was stabbed to death on January 13th while she was working alone at that furniture store in Hancock Park called Croft House. And, of course, her killer was a vagrant with a criminal record. 
They're doing a special event in her honor this weekend. Run for Brianna, run for love. So we'll talk to her father, Todd, at three o'clock. By the way, I, I, just a quick aside, I was listening to your cunning dental ad. Yes. You, it stopped me because I thought it was funny. You pronounced it Anastasia. And I was like, oh, is she involved in putting yes. people to sleep? <laughs> well, Instead actually, of anesthesia, you said Anastasia. No, actually, you get a hygienist named Anastasia. Oh, uh, Anastasia she, comes in and what? She, gives you a shot to the head? She, <laughs> <laughs> it's a hammer with you? Like a cartoon? <laughs> Bring in Anastasia. Boom. Or is she pretty and gently massages you to sleep? Uh, I, uh, I, I'm not sure, but she's very successful and business is way up. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we've been talking about uh, this announcement by the Los Angeles City Council that they're going to resume, if you want to believe this, towing. RVs and vehicles that, of course, just park forever on the street because often people live in them. But as I mentioned before, if they encounter one of these RVs or cars and there is a person that's living in it, they can't tow it. They only say you have to obey parking regulations, so no overnight parking here. But you know, then they leave. Do they come back? I don't know. And they supposedly call homeless services to come out and counsel you about where you might go. So on this topic, the El Segundo Times decided to, uh, well, they visited another encampment. We've been talking about the Bologna Wetlands, where we know there's many, many, many RVs. And I, John, have you read the signs? Are there any like parking signs there where those people are uh, parked out? Does it have any restrictions? Uh, or, I don't remember because... Like no the, overnight parking? Or the, we'll the, find out from Lucy Hahn at the, the 5 the, o'clock the, hour. The RVs are... are so it's such a lengthy line of RVs, you can't see what the parking signs are. <laughs> I will show you. I mean, it obliterates the view as you're driving down the boulevards. So instead, the El Segundo Times reporter went to Slauson Avenue in South LA, where there were four RVs and three unattached trailers parked along a block of small houses. Tio Mejia was fixing a bicycle tire outside his white RV, which was covered, of course, with a black tarp. That's another thing. You can tell for sure that someone's living in the RV or the car. They try to blot out all the windows in the front, the sides, so you can't look in. Well, you hate sleeping in there. You don't want the or... sun heating you up in the morning when, you know, you've just in injected heroin. That's true, too. Kind of ruins the buzz. He's been living on the streets for six years. Oh, yeah. And he claims city officials have come by offering various forms of housing only to never return. T.O., is there anything you could do then to maybe take action? Maybe you could go to their offices and say, hey, you guys came out, promised me you'd find me housing and never came back. Six but years. No, six years, he just continues. And, oh, well, they, they didn't come back. I guess that's over with. Anything proactive you could do, Tio? <laughs> anything? Do you realize that? And his quote is, I would take any housing, but they promised that before uh, and uh, nothing came of it. You know, 2,000 days, over 2,000 days, that's six years. This guy got up 2,000 days in a row and did nothing with his life. Nothing. Looked around and said, I guess no one's going to bug me today. Uh, yeah. I'll just stay uh, here. I guess I'll have another needle. You know what I read today? I think we'll get this story later. But I heard this. Walmart's offering $110,000 to drive a truck, a long-haul truck, and they'll they'll pay for your training. There you go. Teo? Hundred and Yeah. And I'm, if, he, if he's got a white RV, an RV, I mean, it's almost like driving a truck, isn't it? I heard the story on the radio this morning. I started pounding the steering wheel. It's like, look at that. They're eight. They're short eighty thousand truck drivers in this country, and and Walmart's paying one hundred and ten thousand, one hundred and ten thousand for starters, and they'll pay for your training. Who can't drive a truck after you've been trained? It's not that hard. And instead, these guys are laying there. Oh man, 
Oh, yeah. Teo said, we want action, not promises. How about you take a little action? You take it. Yeah, exactly. Thomas Arroyo, 61, lives in a tent around the corner. All the promise of housing is nothing but an illusion to us here. And again, it's the entitlement thing. (laughs) I'm going to pitch a tent till I get a home. Where did that come from? Yes, it's an illusion because you have to work for a house. Exactly right. (laughs) You have a delusion. Even if you're getting assistance checks, Thomas, it's up to you to figure out your living arrangements. Not us. After after Garcetti wasted billions of dollars over the last five years, isn't it clear that housing is never coming? Because even after we sent billions of dollars to Garcetti to build housing, he came up with very little. So that was your best shot. Nobody's giving him any more money or anybody else any more money. It's not happening. There's no housing coming, buddy. So Mejia is pretty upset. He says, I I could lose my camper. I can't have that. So if the city approaches him, he says he will relocate and not bother with their word on housing. And he's the one that said, we want action, not promises. Yeah. Thanks. Continue with your demands. Yeah. That's really how life works, isn't it? I would get on your cell phone and I would uh, call up the Walmart employment number. Tell them you want to be a truck driver. There you go. 110 grand. 110 grand. Oh, if you might wonder how this passed the L.A. City Council, there was one dissenting vote. Well, Bonin was absent. So it wasn't Bonin. <laughs> Who's the other person? Can you guess off N- the top of your head? Nithya Raman. The Democrat socialist Nithya Raman. Yeah, because right. she's insane. Bonin, for some reason, wasn't there when they voted on this. Good. So. Yeah. All right, we'll be talking to Lucy Hahn. She's president of a nonprofit called Friends of the Jungle. Uh, this is that RV encampment along Jefferson Boulevard on the west side. There's at least 60 RVs there contaminating the Bologna wetlands. We'll get her reaction to all this in the 5 o'clock hour. When we come back, what I think is the most intriguing national story of the day. See if we can all figure out what the hell's going on. Coming up next. John and Ken Show. Cubs 5 for us 4, top of the ninth. Well, go Cubs. World Series are bust. It's John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Right, coming up after 3 o'clock, we'll welcome back to the show Todd Kupfer, his daughter Brianna, tragically stabbed to death while working alone at a furniture store in January. They're doing a special event in her honor this weekend, and we're happy to bring him back on the air to promote that, despite the horrible circumstances. And, of course, the vagrant that stabbed her is still going through the criminal justice system. Overseen by George Gascon, of course, L.A. Yeah. County. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry uh, about that, Mister Cooper. That's. Uh, but maybe, maybe uh, Gascon will be long gone by the time the case goes to trial. Now, one of the probably more fascinating stories to pop up in the U.S. today does come from Washington D.C., and it's not the Supreme Court nominee being confirmed, and it's not Nancy Pelosi tested positive for COVID. Um, apparently there was an attack on a postal worker at an apartment building in Washington, D.C. in March. Okay, it was an apartment complex. So they sent a postal inspector to figure out what might have gone on and interview people. And he interviewed two guys, Hader Shur, hyphen Ali, age 36, and Aryan Tehezerdeh, age 40. And they told the inspector that they were investigators for the Department of Homeland Security's U.S. Special Police Investigation Unit. They said that they were investigating undercover 
into gang-related activity, and they were even involved in the inquiry in the January 6th Capitol takeover. Residents of the building told the inspector that the men had identified themselves as Homeland Security Special Agents and that they used other apartment units in the building and that they drove around in a black SUV equipped with emergency lights that they described as an official Homeland Security victim uh, vehicle. The residents said that these two men had placed various pieces of surveillance equipment around the building and told residents that they had access to their cell phones and personal information. It's not clear why they told this to residents. These two men had been arrested because they are indeed not U.S. government employees. And, well, one of them has ties to Pakistani intelligence, and the other apparently has multiple Iranian visas. They did this for 18 months, including buying gifts for Secret Service agents, particularly those on Jill Biden's detail, offering them free apartments, offering them all sorts of gifts. Uh, right now? And the Secret Service agents were taking the Oh, yes. The gifts? So yeah. Four of them have been suspended because they are accused of, yes, being on the take with these guys. So I don't know what they believe. They haven't spoken. Some of those Secret Service agents are really sketchy. Uh, the Secret Service has a problem every few years. Yeah, remember a few years of... ago they were uh, drinking uh, up a storm in Columbia, I think. Right. They were right. on Obama's detail. They were partying. Yeah. Big time. And I think there were prostitutes involved. Yes, there were. There usually is. Uh, it says here they said they were conducting research on an individual that provided support to the Department of Defense and the intelligence community. The men, uh, it says here, one witness told investigators of being recruited uh, by uh, these men and to serve on the task force with them. <laughs> A task force. It gets even stranger. As part of the recruitment process, the men shot the witness with an airsoft rifle to evaluate their pain tolerance and reaction. <laughs> For about a year, they provided an employee of the Secret Service with a, quote, rent-free penthouse apartment that would have cost $40,000, according to the affidavit. Now, the update we get this afternoon is that nobody paid rent for the apartment. And the only response from people that run the luxury Washington, D.C. building was government. I don't understand what that means. But that's in one of the reports this afternoon. It just says government? Government. That was their response. Is that what? You, you work for the government? You get free rent? You get free occupancy so were of a luxury these, apartment? were these spies from Iran and Pakistan? Or were they just crazy people? And were they trying to get closer well, I mean, to I'm, Jill Biden so, for some reason? I, I'm trying to. That's who they were bribing. I guess they want to call I mean, it bribes. I mean, they had in one of the units a lot of weapons. They had a Glock 19 9 millimeter with high capacity magazines, a fully automatic suppressed M4 style rifle, an AR pistol, a Sig Sauer handgun. He showed residents training weapons. I mean, that that's a lot of high end weaponry. What were they going going to do with it? Like what, Mr. Uh, Tazer's Tazer Day? provided members of the Secret Service and even a Homeland Security employee rent-free apartments, iPhones, surveillance systems, a drone, a flat-screen TV, a generator, and a case to store an assault rifle. They also offered official government vehicles to the employees. What right, but were what they was, doing? Right. Well, they're charging them with impersonating agents, but 
nowhere does it explain the purpose of this uh, of this impersonation. And I would imagine that for now they're not talking. I don't know. Was this some uh, some kind of infiltration? Uh, I mean, Iran and Pakistan are are very. Uh, they're not uh, yeah, friends. Well, they're, they're not, not friends. friends. Uh, uh, Iran is an outright enemy, and, and Pakistan, Pakistan tends to harbor uh, some terrorists. Yeah, yeah, that's where Bin Laden was finally uh, captured. Yeah. So uh, were they were they trying to get uh, inside Biden's inner circle to assassinate them, or was there was there some other purpose to this? Yeah, what's strange is, was this an official operation, you're right, of a foreign government, or are these two guys just trying to do something on a mercenary basis? And, you know, 18 months is a long time to carry this out. Right, so they must have been paid by somebody to make it worth their while. I would think so, because yeah. these gifts they gave, you know, are rather expensive. Yeah. And we still so, haven't figured out the apartment thing, but so, uh, vehicles so, I mean, and... So, so some, some wealthy entity, let's say like a Saudi Arabian sheik, Went off the rails, and he hired these guys as mercenaries. But to do what? I don't know. To harm Jill Biden? To get closer to the White House? To were they? Were they just were they, spy on people? Yeah. Were they trying to gather, uh, you know, intelligence information? I don't know. Um, I think they got it. Need to be waterboarded. They found some social media account on one of the guys that shows posts from two and three years ago talking about firearms. And what weapons are used by Secret Service detail to protect members of the executive office? One question was, what is the typical weapon the Secret Service carries when providing close protection for the vice president? See, you'd think it was some kind of they wanted to infiltrate the circle to, you know, to kill uh, people in uh, Biden's orbit. But 18 months is a long time to go through. A, a Except, plan. you know, part of me is thinking even bigger. Remember the 9-11 attacks? They spent a long time planning. Yeah. Yeah, that's maybe they were they were maybe they were plotting a, a much larger terrorist operation. And there might be something bigger behind this that we don't even know about yet. Or this could just be two crazy guys who just went and did their own weird thing, enjoying uh, their life. In, but where'd they get the money? They have to have, have the money. Support? That's what I'm saying. And to cra- buy all this th- stuff to give all these gifts. Crazy guys to live at this level. Yeah. That means yeah, they, they had- found Pakistani and Iranian visas for ha- found during the search. They had to be financed. Some some enemy in the Middle East is financing this. Yeah, so, so far, what they have them on is possession and use of a gun, destruction of potential evidence. Uh, well, that's what they have. So, and, of course, that, impersonating government So, so that, they, you know, they've got enough evidence and charges to hold them. Now they have to do a much deeper investigation. Yeah. Start, All right, we got more coming up. Start torturing them. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, stay with us. A lot to get to on the show today. Uh, we'll be talking to Todd Cooper coming up after the news at 3 o'clock. His daughter, Brianna, was the young woman who was stabbed to death inside the furniture store in Hancock Park in January. Working alone, a vagrant came in, wandered around the store, made her so nervous she texted a friend. And then stabbed her to death and left her there dying. Uh, they're going to do a special event in Brianna's honor because it's, it would be her birthday coming up this weekend. We'll talk to her father after the news at 3 o'clock. Well, we've collected some animal stories today for our animal lover on the show. Who would that be? Me. Actually, it could be John. It seems like collectively the Cobelts have more creatures. That's true. Yeah. A cat, a dog, a lizard. What else? A gecko and uh, 
two birds. Yeah, we had we had two ancient lizards uh, die on us in the last year. What are the birds? What are they? Uh, finches. They die pretty quickly too, don't they? Uh, yeah, we've gone through a few finches, but they all look exactly alike. So I just go out and get another one. You don't grow any attachment to any. Oh, so you don't tell your son who's not home because I think <laughs> actually when just... he comes back to visit, it's the same finch. <laughs> actually, I tr- I tried to pull that off once. I believe it. <laughs> well. Well, there was there was a terrible. Because what you killed it? Oh, uh, this was actually a big uproar in our house a few years ago. Because uh, everybody was coming home for Christmas, one of my sons brought a cat of his, and this cat is uh, has got uh, something's a little off in this cat, and he a went of off animals in your and, house. Yeah, he, he he pulled down the bird cage and it came crashing to the ground, and then he uh, he jumped on the bird, and uh, that was Ooh. it for the. For the bird. And so what I wanted to do is, before my other son came home, I wanted to run out and get a new bird and put it in there. Hoping, yeah. and because nobody would notice. You wouldn't notice the difference. And it didn't right. didn't work out that way, though. So it was uh, oh ac- accusations of murder, accessory to murder, uh, well, negligence uh, on my part, because I was supposed to be in charge of the cage, not falling down to the ground to keep the cat out. It was just... This story, I'm afraid, Deborah also has a sad animal ending, too. No, come on, Ken. For once, I want a happy one. No, I can't. Well, remember, the dog got saved. The dog that fell into the L.A. River. That's true. But that wasn't wasn't your story story that you brought up, though. Sorry, but it came up on the show. Uh, This has been the talk of Washington, D.C. Apparently, a number of people who have been walking around the buildings on Capitol Hill have been bitten by a fox. Turns out eight people, including California Congressman Amy Berra, He's from the Sacramento area. He happens to be a doctor. He got bit. He went to authorities and said, you should do something about this. Well, they caught the fox, but you know what has to come next? They have to test it for rabies. And to do that, Deborah Mark? They had to kill it. They had to kill it. Yes. It was humanely euthanized. And guess what? It tested positive (laughs) for rabies. So So all those people have to take the shots. Oh, those shots are terrible. Dr. Berra did it immediately. He says, as a doctor, I know these things. I take no risks. He immediately went for a shot. He didn't wait for the animal to be tested. No, you can't. We were you talking about more? that the other day with the poor guy, I think, in Iowa, who uh, waited on the, the bat. Oh, the bat thing, The, yeah. the bat saliva, the bat bite. Yeah. He, he just waved everyone away. No, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And then, what? Oh, and that is, that is a horrific death. Yeah. That's babies. one of the worst deaths to experience. I wonder it why is. the fox was biting people. Because, well, probably because he had rabies. I think. Well, yes, but there's more. What? The fox had babies. Oh, they, oh the fox was protecting the... Oh, no! What's going to happen to the babies? Well, are you going to cry? Well, that's very sad. Now the... Do the babies have rabies? They're referred to as kits. Did you know that? No. Baby foxes are kits. The I... kits were captured. Mm. And I guess they'll be cared for somewhere, it doesn't say, at a sanctuary. Yeah, the story actually says it's unclear what's going to happen to the kits. Mm. Deborah, well, Mark, do you want to go and get them? They're, I'm sure they're adorable. Well, the kids could have it, too. The fox is cute. I saw a picture of it. They had it inside a little box, and it's just looking around like, what the hell? See, rabies, what did I do? Rabies <laughs> makes animals aggressive. Well, but I'm sure the yes. animal was protecting the babies. It was probably both things. Yeah. Right. So the fox yeah. was nuts. So Dr. Berra has to undergo four rabies shots. Yeah. He says, even if it's just a scratch, you do not want to risk getting rabies. No. So, so are the other people. He said that he felt something lunge at him I mean, as he walked around a Senate office building, and he thought it was a small dog. 
He used his umbrella to fend it off, and then he goes, wait a minute, that looks like a fox. It's, and eventually they caught it. It's not only a horrific death, it's 100% chance of death. Oh, is that right? Yes, it's irreversible. It's, 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 if you get the rabies in you, it's, it's impossible for your immune system to beat it. Right. We need and, a rabies vaccine. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's what they inject you with. But yeah, they, but the, the, the vaccine is to prevent. Yeah, so, the, so then you don't worry if a wild animal bites you because Can you take vaccinated. a rabies vaccine in advance? I don't I don't know. So. Why would you do that? Because the odds of you being bit by a wild animal are so low. But because you're, you're saying that there's a 100% guarantee yeah. that you're going you're yeah. to die. There are no living rabies survivors on the planet. Is that right? Is yeah. That right? You know a lot about this. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but we had we had a rabies scare in our family. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've had every animal issue you could imagine. Yeah. Oh, there's pictures of it oh. walking around on the uh, the grounds of the uh, capital area. No, one of my sons the was actually long, fuzzy uh, tail. One of my sons was brushed by a bat. Oh, a few years back, and so we went through this. Oh, and I see. Uh, in fact, we called up uh, Doctor Winters. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Our, infectious uh, disease specialist. That's right. We have him on the show. And, uh, West Side I, uh, Travel. And he, and, he, and he told me, he said, absolutely. You, he goes in immediately for a shot, and, and he goes, he said there's a, a, a test on your medical exam, right? When, yes. you're, when you're in medical school. And what do you do? You wake up in the morning, and there's a dead bat line on the floor. Now, you can't find any nicks or anything on you. What should you do? And there's only one right answer out of all the choices. You go and you get the full round of rabies shots immediately. Because right. if he landed on you and left a little bit of spittle or a little tiny scratch or you had an open uh, open crack in your skin, you're done for. All right. This weekend would have been the 25th birthday of Brianna Kupfer, the Pacific Palisades young woman who was stabbed and killed back in January while working at that furniture store in Hancock Park. They're doing a special event for her. We're happy to promote it. It's called Run for Brianna, Run for Love. Her father's coming on next. John and Ken Show, Deborah Mark has the news, KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.